The Word of God which engages us this day is actually right on the front of our worship bulletins for today. From Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. Thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, it's really a fair question to ask. What in the world is this Old Testament lesson for today talking about, and what really does it mean? It talks about a stump. It talks about a shoot coming up from a stump. And then later on in the lesson, it talks about animals that ordinarily are devouring one another, attacking one another, and has them very peaceful, even laying down with one another. What in the world does this Old Testament lesson for today mean? And in particular, what does it mean for us? Let's think about it for a moment. A stump, of course, is what remains after a tree has been cut down. It's there in the ground. We really don't expect anything else to come from it. In fact, all we expect is that it's just going to rot away. Last year, we had a tree taken down in front of our house, and we actually had the stump ground out so we wouldn't have to be looking at a dead, rotting stump for many years to come. But this stump is called the stump of Jesse. And Jesse is the father of David in the Old Testament, of David and Goliath fame, of King David fame. So the stump of Jesse is a way of looking at the family tree of Jesse, the father of David. And not long after Isaiah writes these words, not only the family tree of Jesse, but really the family tree of God's entire people in the Old Testament are going to look to all the world like a dead stump in the ground. Long gone are going to be the glory days of King David and Solomon when the kingdom was united and prosperous under them. Gone are going to be all the kings who came after David, so many of them disappointed, disappointing in, in, in so many ways. And about 120 years after Isaiah writes these words, Judah's going to be destroyed, Jerusalem's going to be destroyed, even the temple is going to be destroyed, and many of the brightest and best of God's people are going to be carted off to captivity in Babylon. At that point in time, not only the family tree of Jesse, but again, the family tree of all of God's people are going to look to all the world as if it's just a dead stump. You wouldn't expect anything good to come from it. All that's left for it to do is rot away in the ground of human history. That dead stump is also a good way of looking at the family tree of humanity following the rebellion and the disobedience of our first parents who ironically ate from a tree, a tree that God commanded them not to eat from. And ever since that rebellion, we have been turned away from God, not toward him. We've been turned away from one another, accusing one another, ridiculing one another, at enmity with one another. And ever since that time, even God's creation has been knocked out of harmony with itself. Witness the floods, earthquakes, fires, tornadoes, hurricanes, and the like. 
and even God's creatures have been turned against one another. The animals that attack their prey devour them. Some animals that attack humans as well. A dead stump in the ground is a good way of looking really at all of humanity since that fall into sin. What real good could we expect of it? There's nothing left for it to do but simply rot away into history if it weren't for God. For you see, God in the prophecy he gives through the prophet Isaiah brings hope to God's people, not only then, but today as well. God is going to intervene to bring from something that was dead something that is alive. He speaks of the stump of Jesse, and from that dead stump, he is going to bring forth a shoot. And a branch from that shoot is going to bear fruit. That shoot is none other than Jesus Christ, predicted 700 years before he would walk this earth. For you see, humanly speaking, through Mary and Joseph, he would be a descendant of Jesse. He would come from that dead-looking stump that is the family tree of Jesse. And just like David had humble beginnings, being a shepherd when God called in the service, so also this shoot from the stump of Jesse is going to have humble beginnings. Coming into this world not as a great conquering warrior, but as a little child. Born to a humble handmaiden named Mary and a simple carpenter named Joseph. Not born in a palace, but born in a stable. Not born in a big, important city, but born in Bethlehem, a small, insignificant town. Only claim to fame Bethlehem was was that it was the hometown of David, and that was about it. But this shoot that would come from the stump of Jesse will be far greater than David and will accomplish far more than David ever would or could. For out of that which was dead, God in Christ is going to bring life, not just to a family tree, but to all of humanity. Christ is going to come to do that because he is going to reconcile us to God once again, bring us back and connect us with God our Father again. And he's going to do that by removing that obstacle that stood between us and God, namely our sin. And he's going to do that by going to the cross and voluntarily enduring there every ounce of God's wrath at us because of our sin, being there in our place, taking our punishment so that our sin can be forgiven. And because of that, we who once were dead in our trespasses and sins are now alive in him. Just as the grave could not hold him, so also the grave is not going to be able to hold us, our loved ones, our friends, or anyone else who is in Christ Jesus. You know, in John chapter 10, Jesus says of all of his followers, you shall never perish. Now what does he mean by that? Because we know that everyone dies, 
So how can he say to us, you will never perish? Well, we will never cease to exist. We believe that at the point of death, the soul or the life-giving spirit goes to be in the presence of God while the body remains here, awaiting that last day when Christ is going to come and, as he promises, raise us up once again. Raise us up with bodies that no longer have any of the impact of sin. No more arthritis, no more sore shoulders, uh, no more cancer or any of the impact of sin in this world and join our body and our soul together once again. Then body and soul going to live with him for an eternity. All thanks to the fact that our God is the God who brings life out of that which was dead and gives us that life as a free gift. But then what about that latter part of our text where all of those animals are mentioned? Well, actually, we're being transported a little bit further into history now and seeing what it's going to be like when this shoot from the stump of Jesse is actually reigning in the new kingdom, in the new heaven and the new earth. And just notice the animals that are mentioned there. We've got wolves and lambs. We've got leopards and goats. We've got lions and calves and fattened calves. We've got bears and cows, and they're all dwelling together peacefully. These animals that ordinarily would be at one another, attacking one another, devouring one another, are living peacefully with one another. And in the most shocking, at least for me, I don't know about you, of those images is the one about the nursing child who is playing right next to the hole of the cobra, snake, or of the weaned child who is sticking his hand into the den of the adder. An adder is just another type of venomous snake. We shudder when we see, when we see that imagery because we think of what it would be like if that really happened in this world. Remember back in May when that four-year-old boy somehow got into the enclosure with the gorilla in the Cincinnati Zoo? And we saw that footage and just shuddered at those images, and the officials at the Cincinnati Zoo reluctantly had to kill that gorilla before it killed that young boy. That's the way it is in our world, but not in the new world to come, the new heaven and the new earth, where not only are we restored completely without sin, but all the disharmony in the world, in God's creation, that has been caused by sin is removed as well. And God's creation is back in harmony and unity and peace once again. Not only us with one another and with God, but all of God's creation, the way he intended it, the way it was back in the Garden of Eden before sin occurred, he restores it once again in the age to come. This past week, I was reading about a pastor who took a trip to Italy, and on the trip, he was wandering through a cemetery and came upon the grave of a man who had died a couple of centuries ago. And it was obvious that this man, this deceased man, was not a Christian and did not believe at all. 
How could the pastor tell this? The man apparently ordered that after he died, there would be a cement slab placed over his grave, a thick cement slab, and in several spots around in that cement, he had the words inscribed, I do not want to rise from the dead. I don't believe it. Well, some point along the way, an acorn must have dropped somewhat near that grave, must have taken root and sprung up, and over time, a big oak tree has developed, and the roots for that oak tree have broken in many pieces that concrete slab over that man's grave. In much the same way, a small shoot from the dead stump of Jesse has broken the barrier of sin and death that's over all of our graves. And unlike that man, we do want to rise once again. And unlike that man, we do believe it. And we look forward with great joy and anticipation to that last day when our Savior shall return shall call us from our graves to an existence that we can only imagine, an existence where complete peace and harmony resides once again between us, between God, and all of his creation. All of that because our God is the God who brings life and gives it to us. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting.